You are listening to Mad Chat with Chad and Matt. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Mad Chat podcast. This is Mad Chat with Chad and Matt. This is the only gaming podcast on the internet that is hosted by the two of us, so you're here for something special. Why don't you introduce yourself, Chad? What if I don't want to? No, that's, I'm kidding. That's a, that's a good point. Um, so <laughs> he's just going to hang out in the background. So uh, I mean, this is well, a... <laughs> there is the reason why I am the Mad Chat. So yeah. I mean... So, um, so what this is is just uh, the two of us um, talking about games, gaming news, um, things related to such things, and it's just our personalities running off each other. So, um, Chad, what do we would, have uh, scheduled for today? Well, we're going to be talking about all the stuff related to E3 and uh, all the recent news since then. Yeah, because, uh, I mean, it has not yet been... A month since E3, so we're not too late, I don't think. So um, So what I want to do, Chad, tell me what, what interested you and what did not interest you during this year's E3. EA. EA's <laughs> uh, conference was probably one of the worst in recent memory that I can think of. There was uh, just no originality to their content. It was, I mean, they didn't come out with anything swinging. It was just... I don't even know why they came to the conference you know, because they spent more money on the conference <laughs> than what they're gonna gain back in you know sales what of the game. Really they, interested they me out. though is I felt like they they came out swinging on the weirdest things though, like um, Madden. Like they had some really weird uh, esports trailer thing for this guy, I guess. His, the, the recent champion that no one had ever heard of like it showed an event he was at and there was like six people in the crowd watching i don't know oh, if you noticed no. that <laughs> oh, no, I didn't see <laughs> it that. had this like super pumped up trailer and it was like inspirational music and this guy was like i i lost last year but i'm gonna come back and win this year and uh and then it showed him winning and like it panned out to the crowd watching the the event and it's just like some guys on a couch or something <laughs> <laughs> I got a question: Is is Madden esports like the WNBA of esports? <laughs> oh my god! It, yeah, I mean, I think the WNBA actually has more fans. <laughs> it probably but, is more. But they more spent, popular. and then um, what? What really I thought was a bold, bold move was that they uh, put the majority of the the gameplay, actual gameplay footage, was for that mobile game, that Command and Conquer game. <laughs> And you know, one of those guys was actually a professional RTS player um, in control, and this is what his life has come to. <laughs> so he could have, you know, been League of Legends, you know, those guys that win quarter million dollars yeah, worth and he, in tournaments. He, he ended up being the guy that has to show off for the mobile game. <laughs> but to be fair, he did win that match. Um, and I'm, I'm really, I'm curious to know how much they paid him for that, because I'm sure they paid him a pretty fucking penny. So, I mean, he, he walked out, you know, it was a win for him, but for EA, that was just, <laughs> they were the laughingstock of E3, and it just sucks. I mean, uh, well, okay, the first moment when I absolutely just rolled my eyes and I knew this conference for them was not going to be good is when uh, it was the Battlefield uh, announce guys coming out, and uh, they were like... And you, we're bringing you something great. You guys have been asking for it. It's Royale. <laughs> oh, I know. And yeah, what he really, was like, if you go back, he was so you, excited to say that they're bringing Battle yeah, Royale. To, yeah, uh, and if you go back and watch it again, I genuinely think he was he he did not want to say it because it, just look at his body language and the way he gets those words out. Like he was, he was not wanting to be up there saying that because he was just the guy bringing the royale news. Well, that and it it panned to the audience, and yeah. the audience were was so shocked, and they weren't shocked because that's like, oh my god, this is what we wanted. They were so shocked, like, what? <laughs> it's just who asked for this, and are we supposed to clap now? <laughs> and like. <laughs> god bless him you know those crowds they do their best to show support and there were some <laughs> cheers but i i really feel like like if if a crowd is really into it you cannot tell how many people are cheering it sounds like a whole crowd when the royale <laughs> chip when the royale reveal uh happened you could hear like four distinct voices saying yeah woo <laughs> so on launching october 
is just the beginning. You will all go on an expanding journey through the Second World War. No loot boxes, no premium pass. <laughs> Every day will bring something new. And as part of that journey, after launch, you'll get something I know a lot of you have been asking for. Mm -hmm. It's Royale. <laughs> it's. You know I what got, I want? I'll... I could pick out like the four guys in the crowd cheering for it. <laughs> I want to see a poll on who was more shocked: the <laughs> the audience for the Battlefield Five when they released the uh, Battle Royale. Or the Bethesda when they had Andrew W.K. just blaring out a concert and everyone else was like, what is going what on? What is happening? <laughs> this E3 was amazing. Yeah. Oh, God. So EA. Oh God, what else did they do? Did they reveal anything that you were interested in? EA? Uh, yeah. No. Nothing. Yeah, I'm not. I'm the trying to think. Like, really Unravel remember. 2 looked all right at best. And I'm sure it's a fun co-op game for, like, the short amount of playtime that you'll get out of it, because it's probably not that long of a game. So it looks like a fun, decent co-op game, but if that's like... And from what I've been listening from other people, that's like one of the only things that they're saying is was good about the EA conference. And if that's yeah. if that's what you got, then, <laughs> you know, you didn't have a very good conference. Like, I'm trying no, to think uh, of something. I, I can't. It, it felt like to me that they were showing off more of their like indie type games than they were mm -hmm. their AAA titles. I mean, they they're still trying to God bless them. They're still trying to do Battlefront two. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and I mean, I'll, I'll give them credit for for at least sending the guy out there and saying you know we fucked up and we're we're bringing you a bunch of more content. But at this point, I'm just not going to buy the game. Um, even if they are giving away the content, I'm just like, it's out of principle, you know, like they did what they did. So now I've got to stick to my guns and I'm not going to buy the game. So it's just one of those yeah. too little, too late situations. Although I mean, one of my roommates loves the game, so he'll probably get that. I'm stuff. sure it's a great game, but I don't want to give them money because if you give them money now, they think possibly they can bring it back. Kind of like, I don't know if you remember the whole paid mods controversy back when uh, Skyrim tried to do paid mods on mm -hmm. Steam. That was such a backlash, it didn't last but maybe a month. I don't even remember exactly how long it lasted. And then yeah. they completely did away with it. Well, people kind of like, you know, like, alright, well, they tried that. They kind of forgave them, you know. And really wasn't much below the surface. And then they brought the creation club so they reiterate and brought it back in a different light mm -hmm. and i think that's possibly because people didn't give them i mean they did give them their their negative feedback but it wasn't like overwhelming to where they were losing money because at yeah. that point everyone had already purchased skyrim right yeah if, if you already have the mods if, yeah if you, you already, already have, have skyrim game, yeah you don't have the option to go back and sell the game because i mean you can't sell pc games back so there there wasn't much they could do except voice their opinion and they couldn't vote with their dollar because um, like it's like I already said they they already paid for it so once the controversy died down they were I mean the main heads in Bethesda were were coming up another way cuz they yeah, wanted to make a to new do fancy it. name for it call it a yeah. club <laughs> yeah and don't call them don't call them paid mods call them mini DLCs yeah so <laughs> very clever over there at Bethesda. Yeah. Um, I guess we do need to, before we move on from EA, we have to talk about Anthem because that's basically the only thing they have going for them right now that might possibly turn their ship around. <laughs> but from what I've seen, it looks like, because uh, I, I, I'm done judging games by like gameplay trailers and demos and stuff because you can always make that look however you want that's just a very <laughs> tiny soft <laughs> <laughs> it's a very tiny fraction of the game and it's exactly what the developer wants to show you so mm. destiny also <laughs> i'm never i'm sorry i i know you and Corey loved bungie growing up that was like 
Bungie was We love Bungie developer. because they made Halo and those games were good. As soon as they started on Destiny, I was a fanboy, so I jumped right in and I played the beta and I was like, wow, this is awesome. The main game's surely going to have so much more content. And then it didn't. <laughs> yeah. Can you even tell me the story of the first Destiny? Because I don't, I don't know it at all. Like, uh, it's very vague. Um, it's there, <laughs> but it's so vague that you can just change. Like, basically, um, there is the light versus the darkness, and there are some aliens in there, and the aliens are bad, and you're good because you're the light. So that's basically no. all there is to it. Oh boy, and it's been so long since I played it. I'm just, I I didn't even bother with Destiny Two because I knew. Um, that it was going to be more the same, and I was right. So yeah, I'm I'm glad I didn't. Uh, but that's kind of what Anthem looks like to me a little bit, kind of like almost like a not basically a Destiny clone, but kind of like along how, the same line. Yeah, kind of like how Saints Row is to Grand Theft Auto. Like, yeah, similar. Like it's but it's got its own similar, differences. Yeah, but kind of more like it's it's uh, little it's got brother, its own flavor, but not as yeah. good. Yeah. It's it's almost like the the Hall of Famer's son, you know. <laughs> yeah, he's he he's got a mean uh, hook shot, but he's he just got... he's no Michael Jordan, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Good old Terry Jordan, you but know. But this is like this is like a that's a comparison for Saints Row to uh, GTA. This is Anthem to Destiny. This is like <laughs> the high school yeah. dropout and his son who like <laughs> smokes crack <laughs> on the porch and. You know, yells at pedestrians. This is not even close. That's true. So, and but like, yeah. seriously, an- another develop. That's just sad because it's another developer that I loved, Bioware. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I love them for different reasons, but I mean, they made great games, just a different kind of game. And to see the state they've come to now, it's just so sad. That's what happens when you let unqualified people take over your studio. It's I really, mean, and it was. People, these these developers, I'm sure they think like, oh, these publishers are going to give us so much money, we can add so much quality to our games. But it's like Activision with Bungie and EA with Bioware, it did nothing but cause a vastly worse product in the end. Yeah, they think that these uh, these giant corporations are going. I mean, let's let's be real here. Activision, EA. The only thing that they want is more money. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that's wrong or that's bad. That's no, just what they're not. for. That's just what they're for. That's what they're there yeah, for. That's what their job is. So so when you as an underling company that makes a good franchise and you get picked up by this other franchise, your budget for your game is going to go up. But from that happening, the people at EA, those guys that are above them, are going to go want to put their jizz in the soup, the old creation <laughs> soup. They want to sit there and go... Bleh! Oh, you go! You got to put this in there. You got to put that in there because they want to be the guy that's. Oh, look! Yeah, I put that part in that game. I did that. You know. Yeah. Everybody, once you get too many managerial people in your in your thing that try to override their creativity, it happens all the time in like movies, TV. Yeah. Like a small small group of people they that you know they're making their TV show and it's like maybe on like a indie film or indie channel or something like that and they get cult status and then if you ever see they make a remake of the movie or, or they make yeah, a sequel it's, always it's a never mess. as good yeah. it's always a mess and it's because they get too many people that think they know what they're talking about and it just and since they're the ones providing the money you have to do what they say and that's yeah. just so Mass Effect Andromeda we gotta you know for example um, that was just they did not have time to finish it it's just as simple as that and they and were the forced, problem with that they is, were forced I mean, to put it out when it wasn't ready and, and how long did they say that they were working on it? They said they were working on it in like yeah. 2013. What I they think, weren't working on it. What I think if they were, they had to it change was completely it because different. yeah, yeah, they had to change it up because what they were trying to do wasn't working. I don't know if it was like an issue with the game engine that couldn't handle it or what, but whatever they were doing, they had to they had to change it up, and then they weren't ready to release it, um, which is why right now I love CD Projekt Red because they've been working on. Um, cyberpunk for like five years now and they said oh well it's not ready so it'll probably be a few more years so i'm like yeah. okay i'll wait like <laughs> as long as i mean it's a, rockstar does the same yeah, thing i yeah. know i've been i've had my issues with rockstar in the past 
about the way they released the Grand Theft Auto Online and stuff like that. But when they have their their game, they are not afraid to push it back mm-hmm. if it's not done. They've already done it with Red Dead. They did it with PC version of Grand Theft Auto Five. It came out like a year and a half after it came out on the Xbox One and PS4. So they're not afraid to say, hey, look, we're not here with our product. We don't want to put out a crappy product. We're gonna. It's going to take time. And then they'll push mm-hmm. it back. And as far as I can tell, I mean, they're one of the high-end developers. Mm-hmm. And what, the, what they've done with, with Grand Theft Auto Online, I know people are upset about you know the shark cards and everything like that. And it's a grind to get the money. But all that content they've released for free, I would much rather a company or a, a game developer put out a game, $60, all DLC is free. You can get it whenever they... I mean, they're releasing them every quarter, like big DLCs. And you don't have to pay anything extra. And it's the people that are you know, spending $100 a month on shark cards that are paying for those. So those people that want to go out and spend extra money and spend three, dollars $400 on a video game so you can stay at $60 instead of paying $120 for the season pass like every other freaking developer does. Yeah, oh my gosh, season passes are... Uh, that's the topic for later. <laughs> yeah. Um. So Anthem, right now, your hype levels? Eh. Yeah, I'm, I'm about the it. same. I'm... I, I don't want to say I'm hopeful, but I'm interested, but I'm definitely not pre-ordering, not going to buy it until I see in-depth what it's about. I might get it on a sale, yeah. but I don't think I'm paying full price I'm for it. I'm definitely not going to pay full price for it. I'll get it on a sale if it looks good, if I've seen a lot of gameplay for it, and I know it's got content, and I know what it's going to bring. So, um, We were talking a second ago about publishers and their relationship with um, developers. So that actually segues pretty uh, properly, I should say, into uh, Microsoft buying up all these studios. So we can go ahead and head over to Microsoft uh, EA conference, um, starting with uh, their um, acquisition of these new studios. So I think uh, one of the biggest um, cons, I guess you could say, for um, Xbox is that uh, they don't have the the exclusives. That's the biggest uh, gripe I hear a lot of people saying. So, um, I don't know. What are your thoughts on this, on their studios that they bought up? Do you think it's going to help turn them around, or is it much more of like oh, a, a oh, far in the future? Are they looking for the long I game? I think Microsoft, yeah, I think Microsoft is playing the, the long game because I don't think consoles are going to be a thing in in the near future because the technology is moving so fast that you're not getting 10 years out of a console anymore mm-hmm. it's just not happening the 360 and PS3 that was that was a freaking unicorn in today in today's gaming it's just not going to happen and i i'm hoping eventually the time of the exclusives is fucking over cuz exclusives to me are dumb because exclusives doesn't mean your game's great. It means that they're working with a console to make sure that they can have the console sell more. Yeah. The point of the the point of the exclusive is not to like oh there's plenty of games on Xbox that are exclusive just to Xbox and those games are indie games. I mm-hmm. mean, exclusive. I say the majority of their mean, exclusives are just indie games that um, yeah. I don't even think and, they advertise them well enough to to warrant them being exclusive because a lot of the times, you know, the new the games with gold games that you get, they're they're indie exclusive games that I've never heard of, and I'm like, well, why have I never heard of these? Yeah, like you're not I'm advertising not big, your your games well enough. Yeah, I I'm just not a big fan. I want everyone to be able to play every game mm-hmm. on any platform. Because some people like PlayStation more. I, to me, ever since I've been getting into PCs, the whole console war to me just seems ridiculous. So that I yeah that I, that kind of goes into crossplay. You're you're a 
big advocate for crossplay, I assume. Yes, yes, yes. Because whenever we play together on uh, Xbox, and uh, there's the option to crossplay. With my PC, I use my PC. Yeah, 100% that's actually. Of the time. I hadn't really thought about that. Like you, you greatly prefer playing on your PC, and if you know we're playing on our Xbox, you wouldn't have been able to do that. You'd have to get on an Xbox, which you really don't want to because you're so much into PC. You like you like using mouse and keyboard. Uh, you just like your PC because it's it runs well, um, and you just it's a preference. It's just a preference for each particular person and when we like was it halo we were playing uh, it's probably halo you were on pc and we were on xbox no uh i can't play halo on pc or was it uh, sea, of thieves. Sea, of, sea of thieves i can yeah. play sea of thieves yeah and that's, that's halo uh, right now is it yet compatible for pc i think it's just forge so yeah forge is compatible yeah, yeah. But, and then they have those mods that people have modded, like Halo 1. Yeah, which yeah, okay. Which kind of got shut down. Yeah, but. so, like, Microsoft's starting to go there, and they've been doing it. They started out, I think they were trying it with Windows to see what would happen and if people would be interested, and I think the interest is there. Um, and now they're branching out with, you know, not just PC, but with Switch as well. I'm not sure if you've heard about all this, but that's a thing. So what what um, what are they doing? Fortnite, uh, you know how big Fortnite is. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you, they've got you, you can crossplay. And... You can crossplay Fortnite um, from Xbox with PC, Switch, um, phones, um, all that, and Switch and Microsoft are like they're working together to advertise against Sony because Sony will not allow crossplay with the other consoles. Yeah, they, they just won't do it. That. that was one of the articles that I had up here. Yeah, it was, so and people Fallout, are getting Fallout seventy six yeah. won't have cross platform play because of Sony. Yeah, that's because of Sony. Yeah. Um, yeah. So developers are trying to do this cross play because it they just their they get more money. The yeah, de- they the get more money. Get and more their money. incentive is to have people enjoy their games. That's yeah. all they want. They don't. They don't care about exclusivity, honestly. Like the only reason they do it is because they get paid by the publishers. The only people that care about ex- exclusivity are console fanboys. People mm-hmm. that say, "Oh, PS4 is better than Xbox because we got better exclusives." Like that doesn't mean your console runs better or your games play better. It means you just have a different set of games. Right, and like, crossplay is it's very consumer friendly. It's it's okay, literally so, a win win for everybody. <laughs> but yeah. And I understand, like, some points of the crossplay people say, because mouse and keyboard is way more accurate in first-person shooters. I get that. So what I, I would propose is have different servers set up. Yeah. If you want to have crossplay against PC and you're a console player, you can opt into the PC crossplay server. Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty simple don't, idea. Yeah, if you don't, then don't do it. You know, you can stay with the console. I have no problem with that. Although I do think mouse and keyboard is going to become a lot more mainstream uh, pretty soon because Xbox will soon be allowing it. <laughs> it's just gonna yeah. have mouse and keyboard support. Just it's it'll just be there. So um, yeah. So that's just gonna be a thing. <laughs> I think people are just gonna have to. I mean, you're either gonna have to I, adapt or just learn to you know play yeah, against I people think, like that. And the more I got into it, because I had never played PC games with a mouse and keyboard up until I built mine three years ago always use the controller and now i can't go back the only thing i use a controller for is to relax like playing grand theft auto or racing games because i don't have a racing wheel mm-hmm. if i had that i wouldn't even use it for that so to me the the controller has it's basically obsolete like i it makes me or it drives me crazy when i see people buying 120 150 elite xbox controllers whenever you can buy a mouse and keyboard for 20 bucks and be have all the keys that you need to make macros and all this yeah. and that. You can do all these other things for way cheaper than a regular, like a Microsoft one. Those are what? Either 40 or $60. Somewhere I between guess, 40 depends. and 60 I think. There is so, also the case, like in my case, um, I'm sure I could just play through it and then get over it. But my hands, like they, my fingers cramp up when I try to play with mouse and keyboard. And I'm, yeah, well, I'm sure that goes away, that, but it's it just, does go away. But for right now, I'm just like, eh, 
I'll just stick with the controller. And but I, it, I but I'm not going to complain about playing against people with a mouse and keyboard though, because yeah, like well, I'm just like, well, I'll just take my chances <laughs> with the controller. It's just what and I do. One of the things that I've I've got, I never really had an issue with my keyboard fingers. What I had issues was my palm. Down on my palm on the right hand, on my right hand side when I'd use the mouse, the little ball on your by your wrist, like holding that down while you're using your mouse, that would get so sore from PC gaming when I first started doing it that it would it would hurt so bad that I'd, I I couldn't play anymore. I'd have to basically have three fingers up and have my hand <laughs> hovering over the mouse so I didn't touch it on the thing because it was hurting so much. But after, you know, a couple months of playing, it, it I guess I, you get used to it and it doesn't hurt anymore. I don't have any issues with it anymore. And But anyway, the whole point, what I was trying to say, how we kind of branched off, was... Your whole thing was, how do you think that's going to work out for Microsoft in the in the long term? In the term? long term, yeah, with their new studios. And this is what I think Microsoft is looking at. The amount of video gamers in the world has reached 1.8 billion gamers. 1.2 billion gamers play on PC. Hmm. That's who they're going for. Yeah. You may sell. I mean, what this the Nintendo... Uh, uh, what was it? The, uh, Wii, the Wii? Wii. Oh, yeah. The Wii. That sold the most out of any console ever. And it was what? Like 98 million? Something like that? Yeah, if they can get up into the hundreds of millions yeah. with their games and... Oh, man. that That's a good point because like people are saying, what what's the point of having an Xbox if you can play all these exclusives on, on Windows, on PC? It's like, well, they're they're going to sell a lot more copies. <laughs> yeah. In case you hadn't noticed, the Xbox One is kind of lagging behind in sales. Like, it doesn't have that big of an install base. If they can make all the exclusives available for the people who want the console, like me, or the people who prefer PC, like you, that's a win-win for everyone involved. Like, yeah. They're, they're and w- adding their games to such a bigger install base with throwing them on PC. And what I think uh, Microsoft is going to start doing is they're going to be trying to sell Xbox as a service. Mm-hmm. So what they're going to have <clears throat> is they're going to have... I don't remember if you remember the <clears throat> sorry the uh, Steam boxes that came out. Mm-hmm. They're little tiny mini PCs that you would plug into your, to your uh, TV. And it was like a little mini console. You'd plug in a controller. It had like a console user face. And you'd play all your Steam games that you had on your PC. You could just play them on your on your thing. So I, I kind of think that's where Microsoft is going to be going is they're going to be trying to do, they'll be doing their Xbox as a service. So their PC and console type thing will start to integrate. And one of the rumors that I heard about the next Xbox that's going to be coming out is they're going to be sending it out in tiers. So it'll be coming in basically like gaming PCs. The people mm-hmm. that want higher frame rates, who want to run 4K, will spend more money and get the elite version and then they'll have their standard version and then they'll probably do like i don't know if they'll ever do that again but kind of did that connect version of the old xbox 360 that only had four gigabytes of storage <laughs> yeah that was insane. which was that was dumb that was like but, not even nearly enough even back then like no no that's definitely not but i think that's where they're going to be headed is to xbox as a service and yeah, more and of with, the, like and a when hybrid they have these new so like studios like they're just making pumping out quality games yeah so like the people that already have pcs that would never in their right mind ever buy a console right if you can convince them hey you buy the game once you can have it on multiple platforms so someone like me with a nice pc that would play it right there but maybe has a kid or something like that right and so maybe you buy the small little Xbox so you can share your games from your Steam. Yeah, okay. Or your that makes or sense. whatever or your EA access or whatever they're going to integrate into it and you can have that extra, you know, 200 300 box in your kids room and you can play the games you already own on your PC. So they're going to make money on their console. I put console in quotes cuz it's not going to be really much console. They're already based on PC architecture right now. And so they're going to be trying to capture that segment of the population instead of the people who just want consoles. Because the people that just want consoles are still going to buy their consoles anyway. Yeah. And, I mean, 
I'm not going to lie, it's very attractive to me that uh, Microsoft has been selling their games to me where I only have to buy them once. Because, like, Fallout 76, I'm going to have to buy it twice. Because yeah. I'm going to buy it on console because I want to play with you guys. And then I've got my other PC friends who are going to have it. Mm-hmm. And plus, there's supposedly going to be mod support somewhere down the line. And I'm going to play it for that because yeah. I've got... Let me pull up my Steam real quick. I'm gonna while you're doing that, hours. I gotta jump in for a second because, like, you just mentioned mod support. That's another thing Microsoft's got going for it. Like, they're gonna start integrating more mod support for more games, like just as kind of a console thing that they're just gonna do. And I think that's another huge thing they got going for them. Like Microsoft right now, they're losing to Sony, but yeah, like a couple years from now, like who knows what's gonna be happening? Because if you remember uh, the 360 destroyed ps3 in sales and then as soon as the new consoles came out microsoft was fucking being stupid with their connect and their drm and all that shit and sony Mm -hmm. wiped the floor with them with their marketing and um, just the way they implemented their systems into their playstation and at the time it it had better graphics it was a hundred dollars cheaper they had all these exclusives like that's what you know won this console generation it was it was over from the beginning Microsoft never had a chance because they screwed themselves. Oh, yeah. well, but they that, came out, that could flip very easily in the next few years. They they came out... Sony came out for gamers. I remember that was the, the big like headline. Is that Sony's for gamers. And then Microsoft is casual, basically, is the mm-hmm. way they were trying to... The, yeah. Microsoft is wanting the family. They, they want the family box. Yeah. Sony's coming just, out straight not for what, gamers. It's not what people wanted, so... Um, yeah, and I think they've learned from that. Yeah, and now Sony is being the one that's anti-gamer. Yeah, why not let mods? If people want to break their games, let them break their games. Yeah, why not allow crossplay? Well, they want more money. You know, it's 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 simple. Um, like we we know why they're doing it, but yeah. you know, it's it it's just not good for them in the long run. It's good for them in the short run, but not long run. And yeah. they're pissing so, people off. So what else about? Um, uh, Microsoft's conference in particular, like, did you think overall it was good? Um, were there anything? Were the things that you didn't it like? It was. It was either the best conference or the second best. Yeah, being um, um, up there with Bethesda, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I, I don't understand. Uh, like the whole Halo is going to be open world. I haven't seen any evidence for that other than the trailer, and the trailer didn't really scream. It open just world well, to it me. just looked like a big level, you know, kind of like Halo One. Yeah, so, Halo Three, and you know, used to have gigantic. Yeah, levels, Halo Three had pretty big know? levels. So, like, it was. I think that's also due to their new. Uh, they made a brand new engine for this, so they can make the game, you know, bigger, uh, be able to do more things. So, I'm really excited about Halo. I'm I'm a Halo fanboy. Like yeah. I'm just I'm really excited about that. Like what else what else in Microsoft too that you liked? Uh let's see. What did they actually Oh, that's EA. Uh, well I can Forza Horizon four. That does look really good. Like there was that there were so really many cars good. in that lobby at the same time, it was insane. And like just yeah. the what racing games just have a way to to implement lighting and graphics that no other games can do. It's just the nature of the beast i guess like when you've got a racing game you can just focus all your all your because uh, like your system is just driving like you don't have to do a whole lot more than that so all your resources can go to making the world look good so yeah and uh when whenever you're driving you're looking at one half of the world whatever your field of view is right yeah so anything you that can't is just be spinning you, your camera around like no you can't just well you can but <laughs> i mean you'll crash it's not the same yeah it so it doesn't have to work as hard to render the stuff behind you as it does the stuff in front of yeah. you. So it's kind of like, it's almost like 2D in a way. Like it's it's just rendering what's in front of you, not what's behind yeah. you and what's beside you. Unless you're moving your camera around and then most likely, like you said, you're going to end up ramming into something. Yeah, so that but game, that yeah, game it looks, looks really cool. It looks really good. And Forza has always been my favorite racing games. I've, I like the original Forzas. Uh, I've only played one of the Horizons, and I played a, a demo of it, and it was pretty crazy. But being able to play with friends, because I've yeah. never played it with friends, I imagine that's more what it's about. Yeah, um, I gotta jump in real quick and talk about the Gears games that they announced. Um, I don't know what the fuck Gears Pop is. I'm not even gonna try to talk about that. 
It's some mobile game. I'm that not, was so I'm, funny, I'm though. not interested. When it, they, it looks funny. When they released when, it, when they did <laughs> Everybody in the crowd is like, what? <laughs> they were pissed. Okay, so I was watching it. <laughs> I was watching it on YouTube, and you could just see the chat bar scrolling down. What the fuck? <laughs> what is this because shit? Because that's, they had this super and, awesome chainsaw revving up, and then the logo oh, pops yeah. up, <laughs> and then this little Marcus Phoenix, like, bobblehead dude <laughs> pop. Toy. I saw so many gears is dead. Oh, just it's funny though. Like cause... I saw F. There were so many people that were just typing F for respect because <laughs> they were like gears is dead. Is I was dead. laughing so hard. Oh, uh, that that was that had to be like that, that was the perfect troll by by yeah. the coalition to, and Microsoft to do that because immediately after they're like, actually, we've got three gears games coming out. So here's Gears uh, Tactics and Gears 5. So I want to just skip Gears Pop for now because I don't know what the <laughs> hell it is. But Gears Tactics, all right. You and I are both big fans of XCOM. This I is a tactical squad-based shooter in the veins of XCOM, but with Gears of War, um, just a Gears of War skin on it. So yeah. I think that looks super fucking cool. And it is. I think it's a PC exclusive. Really? <laughs> I think so. That's what he said. I mean, he said uh, we've got Gears Pop for mobile, Gears Tactics for PC, and Gears 5 for Xbox. So that's what he said. Huh. So That's that's weird. Um, but, because XCOM is on consoles, so it's not like yeah, consoles can't run it. I don't know it. why they... I think maybe... The, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to say what they're going to do. I, I would have liked it to be on Xbox as well, and I think they should do that. But if they don't, there's nothing I can do about it. But yeah, what I really want to see is... Um, who? Because it's not the squad from the Gears games. This takes place before Gears of War One, from what I've understood, and it's a different squad. And you've got this tactical turn-based cover shooting mechanic, which actually works really well because that's a lot of what Gears of War is. It's a cover-based shooter, yeah. So it translates well. And uh, but what I want to know is like how the characters will develop over time as you play. So in XCOM, when you play missions with the character and they survive, they gain XP, they level up and they get perks, they get new abilities. What kind of perks and abilities like will they implement into Gears Tactics? Because if they don't do something interesting like that, it could get stale. I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, it's gonna be a tricky thing to do. It's uh I don't I don't know because I don't know if they're gonna go for an XCOM clone or if they're gonna go for their own strategy on how they're gonna do stuff. Yeah. Because like in XCOM your soldier, I mean, they can, they're expendable. Yeah, I mean, they can permanently die. If, if they die, they're gone. They're, they're, they're gone. Yeah. And so. you just have to replace them and with a new nameless rookie, you know? aren't the levels procedurally generated? They're not, like, all the same. Like, they're, they're kind of just... Yeah, like, no. Well, well, some of them are the same. Uh, like, certain spots. Yeah. Uh, certain story missions are going to be the same. Yeah. I think in, in a Gears game, there, it's going to be much more focused on storytelling and level design and character design, so... I imagine they're not going to do that. They're going to have, like, this level, you're always going to play on this map. This is where the enemies are going to be. I think that's probably, or, I mean, enemies don't have to be in the same spot every time, but, like, you know what I mean? Like, the map's got to be the same because you're telling a story. So, yeah. And one of the things that I, I do have a question about is, are they going to allow mod support? Because mod support for XCOM is freaking awesome. Yeah. That would, that would be so, a good question to have answered. And I think this is what developers need to start learning, or some of them already know. Like Bethesda, mm-hmm. if, you, if you open your game up for free and open modding, that will increase the lifetime of your game tenfold. Yeah, that's true. Sky, Sky, Skyrim is... Skyrim, Skyrim oh, came out 11, 11, 11, <laughs> seven years ago. And it is still one of the... It's killing like you it. Go look, if you go on Steam and see like concurrent players... Skyrim is still up there. So, yeah, it's it's crazy. If it, I think what people are going to start learning is that the more consumer friendly you are, the more money you're going to make in the long run. In the long run, run yeah. It, yeah it's, it may cost you money like in the meantime where you don't get to charge that extra 40 bucks for the 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 season pass or anything like that, but like you just keep adding on content or letting letting people make their own content and it I've bought Skyrim several times. I've got, I've got Skyrim, and I got the special edition on Steam right now. Mm-hmm. And the special edition, I didn't get it in time to get it for free. I went ahead and paid for it anyway because I mean it's a hell of a game, and 
you know, what's 20 bucks for a game that I'm going to spend literally hundreds of hours playing? Yeah, and yeah that's, that, a, that, that's a good point. <clears throat> that's what I was going to say with uh, Fallout 4. I have 300 and, 343 hours on Fallout 4, which is regarded by critics as one of the worst Fallout games, if, the, if not the yeah, worst. Yeah, and if that's the worst Fallout game and you're still putting in hundreds of hours, that's just a testament to Bethesda on how user-friendly they are because in that game if you use mods you can just do whatever the hell you want like yeah, you, you so you, you can, can pretty much yeah. mod the game you want yeah. so a lot of people have issues with it like it's not enough rpg elements enough nope, there's a mod you for can, that uh, yeah pretty much <laughs> uh the combat which of the combat is the best combat of any fallout they've ever had uh they've done a great job i do wish they would get a new engine but dear god please that's the main concern i have for fallout 76 is what is it the same engine? Did they make a new one? It didn't look like a new engine. It, it looks like the same engine, so that that's where we can segue into yeah. Bethesda here. Yeah, is Fallout seventy six? That's the one thing that I'm actually excited about, though. Most people are kind of like leery about having Fallout seventy six. Yeah. The because the, it's not the true Fallout experience. It's not a single player. It's not like story driven RPG. It's like well, true to an extent, but I think that the point of Fallout seventy six is they're trying to do something a little different and fun. And just exactly. change it okay. up. It's not meant to be like Fallout Five, you know. I d- I don't know because I wasn't into the Fallout realm back when. So Fallout One and Fallout Two came out. Well, then they came out with Fallout Tactics. Yeah. Fallout Tactics is a standalone spinoff, mm-hmm. and it's not considered a part of the main series, right? So, like, I'm not saying it didn't happen, but. Now, no one says, oh, fucking Fallout Tactics. It's not a real Fallout well, game. Just to go you know? back to Fallout 3, that was a huge uh, <clears throat> argument when Fallout 3 was being oh, teased. Yeah. It was this pe- pe- open-world, first-person action RPG. And people were like, this is not... I don't know about this because this does not look anything like Fallout. Because, it, it, I mean, yeah. it didn't. It was very different. It was a huge change, but it ended up working. So that's why I'm not really concerned about the changes they're making to 76 because... You know, it it still looks like fun. It it's it's different. It's a fallout that you can screw around with your friends. It just seems like a big open sandbox playground to hang out with your friends and kill a bunch of giant mutated monsters. That's pretty much mm-hmm. what it seems like to me. And uh one of the things that I saw about it is apparently you'll be able to save your like structures and your bases mm-hmm. as like a blueprint. Yeah, so when you log so- out you could just pack them up and they'll yeah. log out with you and yeah. You can't get your shit and destroyed. So maybe that will help from griefing. So yeah. maybe like, okay, so someone can come in and destroy your entire base. Well, you still have the blueprint for it. You just have to get the materials for yeah. it. So maybe it's not going to be so much of a grind to get yeah, your place back that's up and like, running. That was a big concern people had because with a lot of those online survival games, <clears> like <throat> you, when shit when your shit gets destroyed, it's gone. Or when you die, your your stuff well, is gone. Like you can't, you got to restart over and Bethesda's roughest, to, you know, not have it that way. Yeah, the roughest form of that, I don't know if you've ever played Rust. Have you ever played it? Um, I don't think I've played it. I've seen some videos about it, but I never actually played it. So, Rust is super hardcore about it. When you log off, your character in-game is still there. He's just sleeping. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. So, if you build your base, you can log off, like, and you just go to sleep. So someone can go in your base, and kill wreck you your base, you sleep. murder you, take all your stuff, you log back in the next day, and you're woke up on a beach with nothing. <laughs> Damn. So that's that's shitty. <laughs> that sucks. So the only way to play games like that is to con- join these giant conglomerations that they have where they have a group of like 25 people so that there's usually someone always on in these giant bases. So when you go log out for the night, there's always someone on to protect the base. So... I'm glad that Fallout's not going that way because it's tough getting into those planes because I've played Rust. It's crazy it's- how, how gamers will create their own like societies and metagames for for games like that. It's just it fascinates me. Yeah. How that just and develops it's like that. And most of the time it's kill on sight too, so <laughs> if you see anyone it's oh shit, I'm gonna fucking die. Okay, so and- I mean now that we're talking about Bethesda what I mean, what else? What you got? What'd you see from them that you really liked? Uh, rage. Rage. Yes, I was about to say that too. Um, the first Rage, I wasn't really all that into, but this one looks just f- 
fucking crazy. <laughs> it looks so good. And I, since they've, uh, they made Doom as well, so, um, from what I've heard, they're saying that they wanted it to play a lot more like Doom, just super hardcore running gun, just going all out. And that's what it looked like from, from the gameplay demo they showed. Yeah, Rage to me just looks like fun. <laughs> it, it just seems... It's like you want it's to It's a light-hearted game. Yeah, yeah. Just go in there and murder some people. You just go and blow shit up. This is this is the game that in the 1990s the the religious Christians would be trying to get banned. <laughs> this is the kind of game they I I'm imagining that they sit back it and they're like It would be it would be Mortal Kombat huh. and Rage 2. That's what it would be. Yeah. They would be like, "Huh?" What game can we make that would piss off the people that want to censor gaming the most? <laughs> and they came out with Rage. Oh, it looks but so yeah, good. it looks it just it just looks like a game that doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, and that's and like, like a really game. It looks that. like it's a game that developers were having fun making, and that's gonna vastly improve the quality of the game. I think. Yeah, it, it's a game that to me doesn't take itself seriously. Yeah. And it's just like, <laughs> what can we do? Like, some guy's, like, probably over there, the creative guy's over there. He's hungover, just came in, stumbling around. They're like, oh, shit, what do we got to do? And he's like, I don't know, hold on. And he turns around, just takes a giant hit of a bong, grabs a dildo, flings it against a wall where they've got a bunch of things <laughs> on the wall that say, well, this is what things, and he just takes the dildo off. So we've got this, combine it with, eh, close his eyes, throws it up there again, get this. So we've got rocket launchers filled with marshmallows. <laughs> like, what the fuck? So I think this, they just had fun. They just, you know, want to do some crazy shit. They looked at, like, Mad Max and said, can we take this up to 10? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it looks so fun. It looks, it looks <laughs> crazy. It looks awesome. I'm definitely going to get it. That's for sure. And uh, they finally... Officially announced um, Elder Scrolls Six, which which I'm, I'm I'm excited, but you know it's going to be a few years out, so I'm trying to not overdo it. You know, it's not uh, going to be me, ready for a while. That wasn't a much of a reveal yeah. of hey, this we're going to work on uh, Elder Scrolls Six. It's like okay, guys, I know you've been waiting for the past four years. We're at least just going to tell you something so you don't think we've given up on you. Yeah. <laughs> I did, I did yeah. like the little skit they did with uh, Skyrim, though, releasing it on the Apparently, fridge. it actually is on Alexa. Oh, my God. I've got to try that out later, then. <laughs> I, I thought it was just something that they were just self-aware, making fun of themselves for releasing <laughs> Skyrim several different times. That's but, funny. no, one of the guys I work with, actually has tried it and he said it's just like uh kind of like a dungeons and dragons thing it'll talk to you and you tell it what you're gonna do that is brilliant it does it like a dice <laughs> roll <laughs> so wow <laughs> i don't have an alexa so i would love to try it but I, I don't have one, one so. i'm gonna try it later <laughs> fuck so um starfield so probably what, what i'm cool, thinking but starfield what I'm hoping Starfield does, and the people making Starfield, they're very intelligent people, so I'm hoping that they look at the giant gaping hole that Mass Effect Andromeda left mm -hmm. on the RPG space realm. Like, I know a lot of people liked the Dead Space games. Those practically got canceled because of the last one. That apparently didn't do so well because, because EA, EA stuck. Yeah stuck their dick in the Kool-Aid and ruined it <laughs> from what I've been told. But they have the perfect opportunity to come in with a world, a life-filled world. And that's one of the things that I really liked about the Mass Effect series is that the world felt real. There were so many different types of, you know, humanoids there were all sorts of races. and each race there had their were, own culture and history that you could delve into if you wanted to it was just there was internal strife yeah. there was all sorts of things jam-packed with content the mass effect world the universe that is mass effect it was so rich with lore and history and all sorts of things you could just go and find someone in the game that has their own story and it's just some random person 
So with Andromeda, it was just when they came to the new galaxy, it was just basically lifeless. There was two races basically, you, you except for the ones you already took with you, mm-hmm. and there wasn't really much there. It was just pirates and non-pirates and genocidal Death Star people. <laughs> you know, there wasn't a whole lot of political strife. There wasn't a whole. There wasn't a whole lot of anything going on, like just in general. I mean, yeah, it, they set it up as a sandbox without putting anything there for you to do. Yeah, and that's, it was just and that's like a big problem because that's not what Mass Effect is, you know. It's not just a sandbox where, okay, go play in the sandbox now. It's like, it is it is like a big open game, but there is stuff to do wherever you go. There's something important happening. There's something, yeah. there's some bit of lore well, to find or a new character to discover it's, People hate on Mass Effect 2, but that one was my favorite. Yeah. I loved Mass Effect 2 because you got so... Every character that was on your crew, you could get in deep and depth with and them. You and you had to if you them. didn't want them to die. <laughs> at the yeah, end. it was... So... And people criticized that, but I really liked that because it really got you into liking yeah, the people that, on your crew. That, that helped, and they were... De- those missions that you did for them, it developed their characters so well that you really gave a shit in that end mission. Like you wanted to make sure that all your people survived, and I mean, I loved it. I love Mass Effect Two is my favorite of all the Mass and Effect games. I loved the 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 Jacob story arc where you go down and you yes. have to, to meet his dad. Mm-hmm. That was an amazing story writing. And so, what I'm hoping Starfield does is go back and capture the essence of the first Mass Effects, where they go in and they delve out a story. You get in deep with people. People feel real. They have their own, like, Jacob had dad issues. Like, people in real life have those issues. And if they can make a story where the people in the story feel real, the world feels real, I think that could take over. And I know people are going to be upset, like the Mass Effect people, because, you know, it's third person. You know, I don't know if Starfield's going to be first person or if it's going to be, like, how you can switch uh, back and forth yeah or if it's going to be like prey where it's only first person out in space but i'm hoping that well hoping they don't use the creation engine for that but (laughs) please come up with a new engine (laughs) please uh but i hope they for one they hope they leave it up for modding and two they need to have story 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 story, and rpg elements if you have a sandbox with a shit story and no RPG elements, you don't have anything good. You just don't. Yeah, you just have just an empty box. No sand. What you have is you have No Man's Sky. Yeah. Oh, God. No um, story, no RPG <laughs> elements, and sandbox. That's what you got. The One of the biggest disasters. One of the most worthless games I've ever spent my money yeah, on and played. I, was, I bought that for 60 fucking dollars. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot believe that. I really so, have to just stop I, buying games, like, op- yeah. like opening day or whatever, because I don't know if I'm gonna like it or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so yeah, we, we uh, like Bethesda. Got, Good conference. <laughs> yeah, it was, and I'm not a fan of the Creation Club. So, with 76, there's rumors that the only mods they are gonna allow for 76 are gonna be Creation Club mods. I hope that's not the case. But overall, who else brought the games like Bethesda did? And I don't want to sound like a Bethesda fanboy because I mean I'm sounding that way right now. But they had some Bethesda fun had very games. very quality looking games. Um, Microsoft had the quantity. <laughs> they had so many games, which that's part of the reason I like their conference. They just like bam bam bam. They kept it going. It was nonstop, full of games. And uh, it was really cool. But let's talk about Sony real quick before we have to end this uh, episode. Because that's uh, the the other big guy here. Um, what did you think about Sony's conference? <laughs> well, I uh, I did. I still don't know what Death Stranding is. Yeah, what the <laughs> fuck is going on? <laughs> I, I don't... I, I have no yeah, idea. At this point, like that's all I think we need to even say. Because, like, what more can you say? What the fuck? <laughs> um, 
I do have something to say about Sony's I, conference though. Like it, I didn't like it honestly. Um, there were there I, were some I, there were some games that looked really good, and I'm I'm excited for those games. But as a conference, like the presentation was just very poorly done, and it was weird to me in a lot of cases. Like they had so just people talking at a table for a good portion of it. They had like two starts. Um, they had these musical numbers that went on for too long. <laughs> kind of like the yeah uh, Bethesda one like they just had one musical number that I can remember but it was for the for the game and it kind of I mean yeah it, it felt out of place to was, me that kind of felt out of place to me too but yeah it was a weird it was weird a weird conference. conference to to me what I I say about Sony's is what could have been yeah there were things that they I mean they came out with some good stuff they came out with the last of us 2 mm-hmm Resident Evil 2? Yes. Who the fuck expected that might Resident be my Evil favorite 2? game of the entire E3 conference, honestly, so far, because fuck, that looks crazy good. <laughs> and it's coming out in January. So. And I'm not a superhero oh, person at all. <laughs> Spider Man looked fun. Spider Man, yes, that game looks fucking amazing. Spider Man looked fucking fun. Like, they, like everyone, they had some okay. games that looked incredible, but just. The presentation so, of the overall conference was just odd to me. There was two things that I took issue with of Sony's conference. And you may think, or some people may think they're stupid things to come through. I mean, I, I understand. One was we still don't know what the fuck de- de- Death Stranding is, or Standing, whatever it's called. Uh, death Stranding. Stranding, yeah. We, we don't... There was a good opportunity to... Uh, they showed a explain. lot of... Like, they showed shitloads of gameplay. Yeah, well, gameplay with... in quotes. <laughs> yeah, gameplay in quotes, yeah. Because, I, I mean... I mean, they could have explained it. They could have had the, uh, just give us Norman something. Reedus do a voiceover. Yeah, give us something. Because at this point, all I'm give seeing... Give us the story. All I'm seeing from people, like the majority of people, is they're like, well, I, I just don't care anymore. That's what I'm seeing yeah. a lot of people saying. And it's a shame because Hideo Kojima is such a great you know, developer and storyteller... But it seems like he's just fucking with us right now. Like, why are you doing <laughs> it this? Does. It does. <laughs> and I don't, I don't like that so many people are just so hardcore into Hideo Kojima that they're just like, oh, I'm still fucking stoked. Like, well, I mean, yeah, but, but why? Like, I, it, I'm sure the game, it's got potential to be great, but from what we've seen so far, we haven't seen anything to really warrant such a hardcore enthusiasm for the game. I haven't seen anything where I'm like, God damn, I'm getting that. Like I did with Rage. When yeah. I saw Rage, I'm like, God damn, I'm getting that. Whether those are two completely different games, but the, the it's all about the presentation, the emotions that they captured. Yeah, the emotions that they captured when you see it. Like when you see Rage, you get excited. You're like, Oh yeah, you know, mm-hmm. you want to. You know, that's the whole reason they had Andrew WK there in the first place because he's always been that crazy party guy, and Dre- Death Stranding, and just like. I'm just confused. <laughs> and yeah. it's weird because they went all out like right when The Walking Dead was super popular and, you know, it was Daryl, you know, if Daryl dies, we riot, you know, that's like got like a million mm-hmm. likes on Facebook. Like people are into Norman Reedus's characters. So, and it seems like they're kind of squandering it with it, not letting, not letting you know what the fuck it is. So and that was. Do we have a, a release date on that, or is that still not announced? No, I don't think okay. so. Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, and that was one. And the other thing that I have issues with is where the fuck is the Final Fantasy VII remake? Why didn't you say anything? Yeah, they didn't about say it? anything about it. That's weird. Nothing. Nothing. I hadn't not even thought thing. about that no. honestly. Like, they, but that's they that's didn't a huge do that at the Square them. Enix one either. Yeah, they didn't do it at the Square Enix one either, and. Like, everyone's stoked about Kingdom Hearts 3. That's cool, but I liked Kingdom Hearts, Hearts, but Final Fantasy 7 is one of my favorite games of all time. And that, I mean, they teased that, what was it, three years ago? Yeah. Something like that. we've barely heard anything since. And, man, if they try... People will complain about my perspective on this, but... I'm coming from the perspective of growing up playing Final Fantasy 7, 8, 10. Stop with the active 
like world battles. I want a turn or time based battle system like they had in the past. Like I loved Final Fantasy twelve. I couldn't stand thirteen on. I can't play the new. You didn't ones. like fifteen. I haven't played fifteen. Okay, I, I, I like fifteen. I've never played fifteen, so I, I I'm probably speaking from a, a place of ignorance here. But I played thirteen. It was all right. Fif- played the, fifteen the, though, it the, had a really good story too. So play, I played like Lightning Returns. Uh, I'm I'm just kind of over the the little battle system they've got. So you I'm, like the old turn based stuff? Yes, my favorite was ten. I got bad news for I you. Lo- I'm pretty sure that's uh, not going to be in the remake. I know that's why that's where I was going with yeah. that, and they were gonna go with the new style. And yeah, man, I just, I just don't. There aren't any more games that do that anymore. Like, yeah, it's like how all the games are trying to go with battle royale right now. Is there ever gonna be a resurgence of turn-based battle systems? I mean, because, that's a good question. It it could come back. Um, honestly, though, like. I liked, I really liked the system in 15 because it was fast paced. Um, I liked the more fast paced um, systems. Um, I wasn't a huge fan of the turn based stuff, although I do like some turn based things like XCOM, Fire Emblem, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I don't hate turn based fighting systems, but I did really, really like what they had in 15. So, I think you should give that a chance if you can get it for cheap. Because it tells an incredibly good story, and just it's just overall fun. Just the, the fighting system is fun, and it felt weird to me though, that there was like really cool. cars. <laughs> it felt weird to me that there was like regular cars. Yeah, uh, in the Final Fantasy universe, I was yeah, just just <laughs> driving a car. Yeah, <laughs> it's like on the highway, and I'm like, this is weird. Yeah, I mean, you can get it's not you can like, get, get chocobos though if you want, and you can customize I them. Mean, um, each one for your party members can have a different name and color. <laughs> it's pretty cool. So you can go off. I mean, it's not the first Final Fantasy with like vehicles in it. Final Fantasy VII had motorcycles and stuff. I mean, they had little mini games and stuff. But also on the uh, the things about Final Fantasy VII that that were in the game. The game was made. How long ago was Final Fantasy VII made? Oh God. Let me find 90... that out. Ninety eight. Uh, it was made 1997. 97, okay. Okay, so there are things that are in Final Fantasy VII that would not be considered politically correct. <laughs> okay. Now. <laughs> the Okay, so the point where you dress as a woman. I don't know if you remember oh, that part. Oh, yeah. And you have to like you have to dress up as a <laughs> you yeah. Got to kind of objectify yourself. <laughs> You've got to objectify yourself, like this dude's brothel or something. I don't quite remember. Yeah, <laughs> but then you could also look at it kind of like progressively, because like this is the mid '90s, right? Mm-hmm. And it's a game where you become a cross dresser. Yeah. So that's kind of like you're the hero of the story. So yeah, but. So that's what I'm confused because I saw a meme. It cracked me the hell up, and it was wherever you've got you've got the wig on and everything, and then it's got a bunch of like half naked giant dudes, <laughs> and it said, "Oh my god, I just remembered that uh, this was in the game. How are they going to put this in the remake? And like how funny it would be just to see a bunch of buffed up dudes and speedos <laughs> surrounding you while you've got <laughs> while you've got a wig on. So it's if it ever does get released, because, I mean, what was it, Final Fantasy, like, 14? One of those Final Fantasies that they were showing off for the PlayStation 3 never got released. I don't remember which one it was. Mm, and then it I got kind of, like, changed into a different one. So, I, at this point, we don't even know if it's actually going to get released. Yeah, it would be a real shame if they end up canceling it. So I don't know why they would, but... I mean, if they just can't get it done, then they can't get it done. I don't know. That's a it's a huge task to take on, honestly. Huge. It's a huge task, and there's so much anticipation from it. I mean, the game's 21 years old, and the most of the people that are going to want to play it are the people that grew up with and it that's 20 like years a, ago. A task along the lines of like Half-Life 3 or something. Like, 
Like, if that game ever came <laughs> yeah. out and it wasn't perfect, then fuck. <laughs> yeah. Developers going to be in trouble. There's a lot of pressure. That on... is one of the most popular Final Fantasies of all time. Yeah. I just don't know if they could do it. And that's like if they tried it. I grew up more. I liked Final Fantasy VII. I grew up playing it. But my favorite was Final Fantasy X. And I don't know how I would react to them redoing it, mm-hmm. like remaking Final Fantasy X and then changing everything completely from how it was, yeah. except for the story and setting. Like, I don't think that would sit well with me. But, I mean, if you think about it, that it is what they're doing with Resident Evil. But, I mean, you probably didn't play the yeah. Resident Evil 2 well, all that much. I never played Resident Evil 2. I played the Outbreaks. Yeah. Uh, on the PlayStation 2, the ones with the the weird camera angles and stuff. So I did play those. One thing, what I would like to see, I mean, it's not never going to happen because it's inefficient and it's kind of a waste of money because no one is going to buy it for the extra feature. So, like, when they do a remake like that, do the remake and then make a remaster a part of that game so you can have the remake the way they re-envision the remake and then you also have the remaster, yeah. which would just be the same mechanics and everything like that. So it would keep the people happy that played the original and wanted a new updated version of the original. That would be really cool, wow. but you know what they would do. Buy our uh, <laughs> Deluxe Ultimate Mega Edition for 150 bucks. Exactly. God. Exactly. That, and that's why they wouldn't do yeah. it, because it's not cost-feasible. And I mean, it makes sense, because you're making two different games. Why not release the remaster separate on its own for 40 bucks, and yeah. then do the remake for 60 bucks, and then add on the DLC of $100? So, I mean, I get it. It's it's a, it's to make money. So, I mean, gaming companies aren't a charity, so... Yeah, I mean, they're I mean, I in the end, they do have to make money. So, it just kind of... It would be cool if they could meet meet some of the sometimes meet us halfway you know i mean you can't be like uh rare rare made great games for a long time and then you know who who in the 1990s in the mid 90s if you were to say rare was going to go out of business you, you probably would have laughed yeah, like because that's like that's like rare? saying yeah that's like saying that you know activision or somebody like that's going to go out of business I'm like you're crazy you're crazy they make Call of Duty. They make all these other games, right? Yeah. Well, and then Call slowly of Duty's, they stop making games. Their cash cow Call of Duty is starting to not make them any more cash. We can talk about yeah. that on another another episode, though. Yeah, I have my issues yeah. with that. <laughs> yeah. So, so I think that's uh, well, hell, that's about it. I think that should do us yeah. for this. We hit an hour and ten minutes. Yeah. So, so, um, okay. If anybody listening wants to contact us, you can email us at madchatpodcast at gmail.com um, but other than that I think we're done with this one so yeah thanks for listening everybody thanks for listening to Mad Chat with Chad and Matt contact us at madchatpodcast at gmail.com and join the discord to be a part of the community